and welcome back to the episode four of Nothing But Stuff. Uh, my name is Lewis, and as always, I am joined here by Isaac Harwood, your co-host. Of obviously, I mean, by this point, if they hadn't gathered that much, mm, the revolving guest star. No, it's it's you're <laughs> always stuck with me. W- would you prefer it if we called you the guest on every episode? I'll just make a different, I do a different voice every time. <laughs> always the same guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the Lewis Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with our mystery guests every week, and uh, it always just turns out to be you. <laughs> Worst mystery ever. I know, right? Well, we're here. We're here for more stuff, um, and I think we've got quite quite a buttload um, to get through. Mm. But before we dive into uh, the, the recent stuff that we usually start with, uh, we've got our first shout-outs, I believe. Our first connection to the real world outside of our void of butt stuff. Yeah, the people that know us and we beg them to say, please let's say us what you think. <laughs> and say nothing but nice things. I can't take rejection. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we kind of put ourselves out there a little bit to try and get some uh, beta listening, just kind of get some feedback, see what people are thinking, or is there anything dodgy with the audio or anything like that. And I think so far of the three people that have listened, uh, or four, sorry, four, four people mm. have listened, um, it's all been overwhelmingly positive, so I guess we're about to be millionaires. Yep, yep, I mean, that is the plan. You, mm-hmm. As I said in a previous episode, I'm only in this for the money. So those three people were uh, Ollie, Parker, Aparna, and Becca, my wife. So she's not biased at all. Um, yeah. So all good words, uh, except uh, Ollie did say he had strong opinions uh, on the fight between Pikachu and Professor X, and I have um, strong opinions on his reaction because he's wrong. Well, I, I said I've got I've got two words for you, Ollie. Get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, because I mean, this podcast is, as we know, everything we say is like legally binding. Um, mm-hmm. So our word is quite literally law. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not taking any arguments. Uh, yeah, so. make your own podcast if you disagree. Yeah, come on. Perfect. We'll have a a response podcast from Ollie. Just has anyone ever had two rival podcasts, which were literally like one was literally created just to banter off of the other, just go in a vicious circle of podcasts. Yeah, and then uh, eventually someone gets stabbed. Well, that'll be our spin-off then. That'll be our next project. (laughs) Here's Isaac live from prison. Uh, anyway, thank you, uh, those four, for listening. It means a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Recent stuff, Lewis, you usually go first. Go on. What's What's been happening? Uh, so, I think it was two days ago now, but I uh, finally finished reading the Lord of the Rings books. It's the second time I've done a book, and I'm starting to sound like a specky little nerd, but finally got round to reading the Lord of the Rings books. And I actually read The Hobbit first, but... So, so The Hobbit and then the, the core trilogy... Yes. Lord of the Rings so, books, yeah. So, the Hobbit book, better than the Hobbit films. Um, yeah, I think everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controversially, though, the ho- uh, the Lord of the Rings films, so much better than the books, man. <laughs> They're so I've got so tired of hearing about how beautiful a mountain is for three pages, and then, oh my god, there's Boromir, he's dying, and it's half, like, a paragraph, and he's dead. Like, it was... 
it felt of its time and it felt like a guy who was just like i want to write a language and i want to describe beautiful mountains and i guess there's a story in there as well do you think knowing the movie so well make spoils the book because you're kind of rushing to get to the next bit like waiting for the next bit you know what's going to happen it's like oh i'm bored of this tree line where's boromir dying not so much. I just think the pacing of it was off. And the emphasis... I mean, yeah, just insulting to J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, you know, <laughs> terrible like, writer. <laughs> like, the, the essence of everything you want is absolutely in the books. But, I mean, it's just... And, and I do, I'm not adverse to a long book or anything, but it just cuts out all the shit. It men- pushes a few characters together. Oh, you mean the movies, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It's, it's they're just better. Even if even if you sit there and you watch all the extended versions, which is in my mind law, you can't watch yeah. the non-extended versions, and that takes you the best part of twelve hours. Mm. But it's still like I'd, it just moves at a clip, even in the really long ones compared to the book. I remember after watching the movies and obviously loving it, as everyone does. <coughs> Ooh, a little burp for you there. Little, mm. little gas. Um, Our first giveaway. I remember uh, trying to read The Fellowship of the Ring. That's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if the book titles differed from the movies. Obviously not. I haven't read the books. Uh, and I remember I must have been, what, 14 or something. Oh, and that can the, be a slog. And it was just, it was like, it was the the Baggins birthday party and it just goes on and on and on about all the different families <laughs> and it's like I literally know I'm never going to see any of you again I don't think I don't think I made it past the birthday party I was like nah yeah <laughs> that's it's too much I I very early on had to start skipping out every single song which I'm sure loads of people are going to like say that's blasphemy but he is not a fucking songwriter <laughs> the songs are trash it's li- literally like A B A B rhyming scheme or A B B A and that's it it's also a book. There's <laughs> no music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, especially in Fellowship of the Ring, my God, there must be 50 songs in it. And I'm mm. just like, oh, my God, I don't care. <laughs> page, 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 page. The only thing you don't really get in the films is the hobbits being quite badass when they get back to Hobbiton because it's been, like, taken over by mm. Saruman's men. But they're all, like, it's not even that much of a challenge. It's, like... There's like 500 hobbits. There's like 100 men who they meet in like smaller groups, and they just stab them like a like a crowd of children. They just swarm them, stab with like little knives. <laughs> like not not too far off. Like literally, at one point, they just block them off on a bit of road and then just murder them all with bows and arrows. And it's just like I would have quite liked to have seen that. It's kind of badass. <laughs> a little bit cool. Fair enough. So yeah. overall, movies over books. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to say so. And mm. um, if you disagree with me, remember, number one, you're wrong. And number two, get at me in the comments. And get fucked. <laughs> get at me in the comments. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess um, moving on to my recent nerdy stuff that I've been dabbling with uh, amongst parental exhaustion. Um, I've been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns on the PC. That does look fun. It's cool. So I love I love XCOM games. Um, that kind of the slow strategy um, works really well for my lifestyle. When a kid starts screaming, I can just walk away and nothing happens while I'm gone, which is really nice. Mm. Um, you could also pause it. Yeah, shut up. Can't do that with an online game, bro. Can't do that like, like Call of Duty, that's true. bro. That's um, true. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's different. Like I read a review and someone said along the lines of, "Well, superheroes don't duck and hide for cover." 
because that's like a big part of like the XCOM games. And when I started playing, I was like, it's not you kind of run around punching people and stuff, which is great. But it's like, where's all the tactical maneuvering? It's like, yeah, but superheroes don't do that. So it's like, okay, that kind of that kind of makes sense. Um, graphics are awesome. I designed uh, my 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 hunter. The hunter is his his name. Uh, who's like your character who you take through the story. Um, and I gave him like the biggest hair, like it's like it looks like a L'Oreal <laughs> yeah. advert of long, luscious locks and a, a little thin black moustache. Um, so every time he's on screen, I'm just, <laughs> just pissing myself. He's amazing. Um, and other than that, yeah. Should we try and get a picture of him on a, on, on the YouTube yeah, that's version a good idea. of this? <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, Share with us your characters. And yeah, the gameplay's cool. The fighting's fun. Um different to XCOM and they did it in a decent way. There's this whole like social aspect to the game as well where which is a bit kind of JRPG, like Japanese role-playing game style. It's a lot of like relationships and building friendships, which I'm not really into, but I will say they've kind of captured that Marvel humor. So it's a li- it's it's a little bit more easy to get through it's i'd rather just get to the next fight really but it's fun like picking my superheroes and taking them out to beat people up like ghost rider is fucking jokes so he's it's not like <laughs> the nicholas cage ghost rider it's like a, couple, a generation or two down um and you know so ghost rider has his bike that he summons that everyone usually knows like the iconic yeah, ghost yeah, rider yeah, yeah. in this one he summons like a, a a mustang car from hell and you just like drive it across the map just like running over the hydra <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny um so yeah it's a, it's a decent game i'd probably recommend it uh, it's pretty pricey at the moment though um for what it is but no it's cool it's cool so it's, it's kept me busy fair so that's like more of the uh, side of Marvel, which is like vampires and oh, yeah, werewolves and all that Midnight Suns. Yeah, so it's I thought it's like the the main antagonist is um, Lilith, who is like a demon queen or something. So they're doing like a kind of I haven't got that far into the game. I'll be honest. Again, kids, mm. um, but yeah, so as it's, in it's, you it's, have kids, yes, of your own. Not that you're like hunting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just busy with kids. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so I haven't really dug into it, but there's a lot of like the magic side of things and all the hell stuff, and it's, it's decent. It's decent. Um, yeah, a lot of the so, comic stuff that you don't see. So I imagine that is going to be that could be some of the focus which they're bringing on to that uh, Agatha. Uh, a Marvel yeah. Disney Plus show that they're going to be doing because yeah, there's, there's so much stuff they could do and there's all, I'm not a huge fan of all the magic stuff just because it's so loose it's just like well you're magic you can do anything like yeah. Sorcerer Supreme is just like why don't you just win <laughs> like all the time <laughs> yeah and especially when there's like several types of magic like you've got you've got Doctor Strange's magic then you've got Chaos magic and it's, it's just yeah. like there's no rules and they just make they can make it up on the spot which is works really well narratively if you want it to but i I need more structure to my magic systems as you well know yeah Um, but you say this but then it's just like what are the best things oh it's like lord of the rings and star wars and all this and they have the loosest magic you just do whatever you want and whenever it's narratively appropriate um which is which is fine i guess we all love them don't we indeed so yeah just to kind of tag on to the end of recent stuff I've been working on some slogans, Lewis. Some slogans. Some slogans. Okay, so the first one is like a call and response thing. I go, I say, what, what? And you say, in the butt. In the butt, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, okay. But isn't that, isn't that just stealing from South Park? 
Well, hopefully they didn't see that, okay? Look, that's just the first first one on the list, all right? Also, the South Park guys seem cool and like they wouldn't sue us, so... Okay, so what about this one? You can fit more stuff in this butt than your grandma's smokehouse. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Okay, one more. Let's stuff this butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's or the just, one. Or this one is a bit more subtle. What's cracking? <laughs> no, no, it's too subtle. Let's stuff this butt. Okay, next episode, butt. we say hello, and then it's just like, right, everyone, let's stuff this butt, let's and then jump straight, <laughs> jump straight into the I'm first segment. Sh- I'm sure there's no confusion about what this podcast is about. We get some very uh, confused S and M fans coming to it's this. A very podcast. disappointed S and M. Give it one star. Not what I wanted. Not <laughs> what I expected. This is not what I came for. <laughs> Maybe uh, like. Maybe like we should have a second slogan under nothing but stuff when it's written out saying not actual anal. <laughs> so yeah, let's stuff this butt or let's get stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> hey Isaac, is it Thanksgiving? <laughs> let's get stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, oh that's enough joviality. Uh, that's not a word. Um, okay, should we just dive straight? I don't think we need to explain what we're doing anymore with fight stuff. Do you? We've done uh, it three. Three Generator times. makes a fight with an item in a place and we okay. fight. Perfect. Okay. That's efficiency. <laughs> I've got, a, got an interesting one to see how this works. Um, Okie dokie. Lewis, today your character will be Bob the Builder. Excellent start. A cartoon. Love with it. a bat with a nail in it. Which, it seems very like in character. I feel like he could have built something better. But <laughs> <laughs> that's like two things <laughs> together. Okay, I guess. <laughs> no, this is like the real world, Bob the Builder. He's going to do the job as cheaply as possible <laughs> yeah. and charge the government millions. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a nail and a bat. Um, and my my character, good luck, fucking Bob, uh, is xenomorph, as in the alien, um, as in alien versus predator, and he he or she it is going in with twenty cardboard boxes. <laughs> I think the biggest challenge there is how to involve the boxes. Oh, we'll see. Uh, and the location today, oh god, yeah, is a recording studio. <laughs> Perhaps my friends Cher and Bono were just there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you're bringing in some continuity. I like that. Yeah, because... I'm making callbacks. So now well, people are going to be like, oh my God, what's he talking about with Bono and Cher? Uh, I actually know what they're talking about. That was that was in episode two. You know, uh, stamp 400. Um, I can't wait until we get our first fucking loser that like tries to correct other people and they're just trying to have some fun and listen to our podcast. And we'll bring them into the fold and become one of us. Yes, they will be the third member. <laughs> Not taking my guest spot. Um, all all right. right, roll to play. I'm rolling. I hope, I hope you know that's what I was doing with my hand there. Yeah, yeah. I have him on video. We're well, not I've... recording the video though. Thank God. Um, well, I've rolled high. What'd you get? I got a three. Oh, I got a two. <laughs> okay, so Bob's got a chance. <laughs> Bob's got one chance. <laughs> now, no, no, but. We must remember they come with all their standard gear, which for you is nothing, but for Bob is his tool belt. Yeah, and he's a cartoon, and we've talked about cartoon power before, so, I mean, let's see what you can do. So, um, 
Bob is opening the door from the booth. He's just done recording his verse, uh, saying, guys, I really think I nailed it that time, you know? Um, <laughs> coming around the corner uh, and seeing at the controls a xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> like, or whatever noise that one particularly makes. Um, that's the only noise they make, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Bob's a pretty straightforward guy. I think he's just getting the board and swinging straight for the side of the head. The bat with a nail in it. Yeah, just going right around like that, trying to clock it in the face, <laughs> pushing away from the uh, away from the uh, mixing desk. Though he doesn't want to, you know, damage the equipment and get charged. <laughs> yeah, and he's got to protect his master. Mm, exactly. Yeah, his master copy. Um, okay, good move. Uh, pretty pretty standard the, opening pretty on the nose. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, so, some of these characters have have a, a pretty limited move set. Um, Xenomorph's <laughs> pretty quick, quicker than I mean. If both the builders like anatomical positioning was in real life, he's like a squat. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> like, let's guess he's man sized. <laughs> man sized. Okay, but he's not as fast as a xenomorph. I don't think. It's true. Um, who? As they do, cut and run, uh, dodges, goes on all fours, kind of slinking out uh, through a door in the back, which just says uh, storage, staff only. Uh, and the door just kind of closes as the xenomorph tail whips through the, the, the closing door and disappears. Now, in a situation like this, I think while uh, Bob, let's be honest, he, he's a pretty straightforward guy. Mm-hmm. And he's not, a, he's not a goddamn idiot. So I think he's running up pulling another nail out of his pocket and trying to nail it over the doorway <laughs> just okay. to stop the door from opening. He's just like, no, 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 not doing this today. And just pulls out his hammer and starts nailing uh, the bat over the doorway, hoping that he did judge it right and it opens outwards rather than... I was thinking he's got it. Yeah, as he finishes doing the last <laughs> nail, the door with that kind of the last... <sighs> as Bob smashes onto it, I'm not trying to take your move here. Uh, just, I think, just like fix the latch open and it just swings open and, and beyond the door, now there's a bit of light and Bob's over here and he can see in. Uh, he just sees approximately 20 boxes, cardboard variety, uh, just like on the floor and nothing else in here. Just 20 cardboard boxes on the floor. Okay, well, let's remember that we are in the location which we are, which is a recording studio. So, mm-hmm. Bob sees this, turns around, runs to the mixing desk, opens the drawer, which is obviously full of doobies mm-hmm. and uh, a lighter. Doobies. 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 Who says doobies? <laughs> I wanted to make it uh, fine. It's fucking weed, prick. Well, everyone knows it's doobies, I guess. They know what it is. Carry like on. pre-rolled joints. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Okay. I hear doobies. that's what the kids call them. Doobies. Um, like, doobie like doobie doo. Um, <laughs> and pulls out his lighter and, um, you know, lights a bunch of lights a bunch of them no lights a bunch of oh, them okay. in fire and throws them into the room trying to uh, ignite the boxes oh you're not fooling for my trap <laughs> <laughs> what go going and opening all the boxes <laughs> doing a horror one. movie horror movie is it this one is it? well that's kind of what I wanted you to do but fine I that's guess not Bob, what I'm here for I guess for. Bob has brought the smarts to this you know he's, he's trying to fix it he's trying to fix this problem um, okay fine you've set fire to all the boxes right in the recording studio um Xenomorph doesn't isn't known to like fire much, no. um, and comes hissing but like crawling along the roof. So he comes from the top of the doorway uh, and is just upside down. Sees uh, Bob and is just going to leap towards him with the uh, inner mouth fully extended uh, for some sweet sweet Bob action. 
What's Bob got? What's Bob got up his sleeve? Okay, so how? What, what was he like directly above him on the ceiling? He's coming down like at a sharp angle, pushing off the ceiling down towards him, maybe spinning in the air to be cool. Xenomorphs are concerned with how they look. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it like claymation or something in the original Bubble Builder? Like, Probably. I don't remember it being like a either that or the cartoon kind of looks like that. But he's never shown of having any powers. Can he even react quick enough to get out of the way of a charging xenomorph? He has like a hammer which just like fixed his shit, just like with one hit, it's like bam. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a magic hammer. I think he's going to attempt to step out of the side, grab the extending mouth and saw it off with his saw. <laughs> okay, he's going to try and grab it midair. Yeah, okay, that's fine, but Bob didn't know about the acid blood. Uh, he was unaware of acid blood. So, the, I mean, the aliens lost their little inner mouth, sure, scrabbling in pain in the corner. Bob, currently covered in acid, quickly melting through his overalls and hard hat. Probably dying. <laughs> I mean, <there's... laughs> Do you think he's lost? I mean, it melts through metal. It melts through everything. Yeah, was there ever anything established in the alien universe that can, like, wipe it off? I bet no. an alien uh, predator armor or something probably has some thing, but I know what you're saying. I'm going to yeah. say Bob doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Bob has predator armor, no. <laughs> the, the alien just, like, peers over the caustic corpse of Bob and says, fix that, motherfucker. <laughs> And just as the light dulls in Bob's eyes, he just goes, No, we can't. And just dies. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. I hope. That was pretty uh, good. I hope, I hope there's some uh, English viewers because if you haven't seen Bob the Builder, know what Bob the Builder is or know of his catchphrase, and that's not going to help you at all. I bet everyone knows who Bob the Builder is. I still yeah, see I'd... him on kids' toys and stuff. He's still relevant, I swear. In this country, yeah. True, true. Pepper Pigs get got over there. Anyway, anyway, we're, we're digressing. We could turn the show into something else. Um, well, I think I think that makes it two two in the runnings for. Uh, I was about to say that. Yeah, it does. Uh, evening it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm 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 going to say I'm a bit disappointed you didn't come in hitting each box with the bat one by one. That's where I thought this was going to end up. And then I was going <laughs> to jump down from the ceiling because it was never in the boxes at all. Because <laughs> well, aliens are sneaky like that. They're sneaky. Also, um, I'm not here to do your bidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Bob, Bob's I'm here, a clever guy. I'm here to challenge you. <laughs> well, you did. To so physically lost. and mentally challenge you. Yeah, he got fucking burned there, didn't he? Pretty bad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a smoking corpse right there. Is that the first time as well that we've had a literal corpse at the end because Tasmanian devil Tasmanian devil Jar 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 got knocked out yeah Um, Um, T-1000 got knocked into space by Captain America (laughs) and didn't Pikachu get his head squished in (laughs) by Professor X yeah okay our first human corpse he got brain snapped (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay oh dear well um yeah, so well done. That's a that's a second win for you on the board. Evening up. Um, Could have guessed that from the get go, really. Yeah, yeah. But um, unfortunately, now we must move on to our next segment, okay. uh, which is known uh, quite commonly by the name which we've given it of movie stuff. And Isaac, can you remind everyone what utter turd you made me watch this week? <laughs> okay, look. All right, it's it's called just for everyone listening. It's Mazes and Monsters, 
uh, the 1982 made-for-TV movie. So not a great start with that lineup. <laughs> um, just a quick IMDb synopsis. Bound together by a desire to play mazes and monsters, Robbie and his three college classmates decide to move the board game into the local legendary cavern. Okay, so up front, all right? I, I, I read the thing. I was like, D&D, it's got Tom Hanks in his sixth ever appearance and first leading role ever. This so is like, what kicked it off. We wouldn't yeah. have had Forrest Gump if we didn't have Some, this. So I guess there's a shining, a, sil- a silver lining there. Mm. Um, so it sounded to me like we we're going to have some fun, like... D&D adventure and it might come real and there'll be monsters and they have to fight like a beholder and a dragon and stuff and it'd be really like tongue-in-cheek and silly that's not what it was this no it's fucking garbage <laughs> mate. I can... all right yeah Ugh. yeah so we can't just say it's garbage we've got to dive in and say why it's garbage and how we came to this conclusion uh, well, so to... lead the way yeah, to run through this story pretty quickly, the sort of brief overview is uh, Robbie is joining a new university, college, whatever you want to call it. Um, there are already a group there that play mazes and monsters, uh, but they lost their last player. Robbie mysteriously says, oh, I used to play that game, but I don't play it anymore. I, I was too into it. I need to spend more time on my studies. Kind of but thing. what does he do? What entices him? <laughs> Of course, pussy. So he goes <laughs> and plays the game because he fancies the girl. Um, yeah, and then effectively one of them who is a very mentally ill child who is yeah, at uni, yeah. he's like 16 years old. Okay, okay. I want to know, let me just stop you there, Lewis. I've got a lot, we've got a lot of points to cover. Mm. If you're just doing the brief plot overview let's not dive into the characters and stuff just yet. Yeah, just yeah. just just wrap it up real quick with the with yeah. the overview and we'll dive in sure sure uh so uh they play it in a in a cave robbie sort of has a bait out moment and uh feels like he's a, it's real to him by by bait out you mean like a panic yes. panic attack yeah yeah and uh basically he starts he just is now his character Paju. um mm-hmm. And then he starts acting weird, breaks up with his girlfriend, then disappears. And there's like a good 15 minutes where he's just not in it. And then all of a sudden he's just in New York crying on the phone to his ex-girlfriend going, I stabbed someone because he stabbed someone. And he's basically <laughs> lost his goddamn mind. I was going to say, this movie is just, basically you could sum it up by saying, Rob, uh, Robbie Williams, Tom Hanks <laughs> called Robbie. Um Becomes his character, loses his mind, and his friends try and save him. That's kind of like how it's how it plays out. So I, let's let's get into the points uh, that we've got here. Lewis, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the sixteen-year-old mentally ill boy. So just kind of <laughs> unpacking that a little bit. Yeah, it kind of gives away in the movie that the the one of the most enthusiastic members of the D and D group is like a a young genius who's gone to college at sixteen. Um, and he's we first he's the first person we see, and mm. he's wearing like a German World War One spike helmet. You know the one I mean. I counted how many different hats he wears in this. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I've, I've I've seen the tally. Um, Every single scene, they put him in a new hat, and with no explanation ever. No, no. Ever. So I'm not. It's not just hats. So it's yeah, the German World War One hat. Helmet. I think everyone can picture it. It's like a domed black helmet with a single tool spike on the top. Yeah. Um, he has a Texan Ranger hat. 
a pilot hat, you know, there were like leather caps with the big with goggles scarf. with, with a scarf. scarf and like a hard hat construction hat at one point. And then yep. there are some normal hats, but like, and never, I was just waiting in the movie, waiting for an explanation. No, no explanation whatsoever. Yeah. So I counted nine different hats, um, plus some are repeated, mm-hmm. but as the film goes on and because he's sort of like the crazy one for the first half, and then Tom Hanks takes over that role. Have you? Did you notice how, as the film goes on, he wears less hats? It's literally like you <laughs> getting can less tell. crazier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but, a very interesting uh, device that they've used. <laughs> yeah. What what a, what a, what a beautiful storytelling device which they've invented. There. I know we'll use like hats. We've got like the college uh, costume chest. Here's a bunch of hats. Yeah, and uh, I love how. Um, very uh, the reason that they go to these these like abandoned caves and play the game do you remember the reason why they go in there in the first place oh yeah because he's trying to basically figure out the coolest place for him to kill himself yeah but they only mention that like once yeah and it never comes up again yeah okay so he like goes back to his room after we're we're kind of jumping around a little bit in the time here but whatever this is early on this kid i can't remember his fucking name this kid has like a it like gets annoyed because they're not playing enough D and D, mazes and monsters, whatever. Eminem, can you imagine going around? Do you want to play some Eminem? Um, and <laughs> goes back to his room where he's got a minor bird, which is like one of the most talkative birds you can get. Uh, and he's just talking to it, and he just starts rambling about how he wants to kill himself. <laughs> and it's just like, sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> where did yep. that come from? But to be fair, I. I can somewhat understand because one of the very first scenes he has is he's going home. I don't know why at the beginning of the movie he's I going home. I was hoping you'd bring this up, yeah. Yes, yes. Where he, uh, where we see his mother, mm-hmm. who is an interior designer of some renown, and he just goes into his room, and she's made it look like a fucking tiled bathroom. Like, it's horrible. No, okay, so my, my opinion on that is maybe it was a little cleverer than... What we what the initial reaction is? Yeah, so it's it's like like Lewis has said, it's all white. Everything is white in the room. It's like floor tiled, seal t- um, wall tiled, ceiling tiled. All of it is white. But it's mm. it's you say um, bathroom. I say mental asylum. And is that foreshadowing for later? A little bit. Really bad. I think for- we're giving them too much credit, suggesting that they're using foreshadowing. But it's fucking weird. Like no <laughs> yeah. explanation again. And he's just like. I hate it, mum. And she's like, oh, you'll get used to it. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Fuck you for taking all my shit. And was this like a dentist chair in the corner? What? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. She's like thrown out all of his stuff. And he's just like, you've done it again. It's not the first time this has happened. This is a regular occurrence in this man's life. This child's life. <laughs> that yeah. this, this happens to him. But we we get to know our other characters in this as well. So, but, 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 but while we're talking about the suicide thing, Oh Sorry, yes, of course. To, I know, not really a super exciting topic for the podcast. Um, did you know that this movie is based on a book, and that book is based on a true event of when D and D was demonized in the American public eye um, in the mm-hmm. eighth or I think late seventies. Um, one of the re- one of the like driving factors for like the conservatives to grab onto was one kid who played a lot of D and D, happened to play a lot of D and D. And then went to a cave and killed himself. Um, the real story. Uh, but it was nothing to do with the D&D. He was just, uh, you know, not doing mentally very well challenged. mentally. Yeah, yes. no, not mentally challenged. He was just, you know, he was 
depressed and Ch- shit. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, not mentally yeah. challenged, but challenged <laughs> mentally. Yeah, 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 mental health issues. So grim, obviously, not what we really want to talk about in the podcast. But I see what they were trying to do with yeah. the whole this kid is suicidal, but. It had no impact on the story whatsoever, other than taking him to the cave where he thinks, hey, maybe I'll make D&D real in the cave. So I, that's how they linked it. So basically, what well, one of my notes here is that this film is basically about the uh, creation of LARPing. Yeah, yeah, live, see that? Live action role playing, for uh, those who don't know the acronym. But um, yeah, and it goes terribly, because one of them basically shits themselves. <laughs> but um, yes, we, we we have a main sort of cast of four characters in this film, and I probably should have written their names down. I just remember Robbie. I wrote Fred from Scooby-Doo, because yes, he looks he like Fred from like Scooby-Doo, him. but it's, it's not Fred, but we call him Fred. But all of these characters have one thing in common when they're introduced, and that's, yes, they are with their mothers. Now, we've spoken about... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Robbie. Oh, I can't remember. This is going to be cut out, this little bit where I'm umming and ahhing here right now, Isaac. Okay. Um, but yes, so let's say uh, Tom Hanks's character is introduced by getting driven to the university. What are his parents doing in the front of the car? Of course, arguing about how much the mother drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. her reply is not, no, I don't drink, or no, I don't have a problem or anything like that. She just said, basically, that the only reason she drinks is because of her husband. So yeah. they're just arguing in the front. So you can see why um, mm-hmm. he may not have had a supportive childhood. The female in the group, female, the girl <laughs> in the group. The woman. The woman in the group, because she's played by someone who looks about 45. <laughs> yeah, but, but as it was tradition in the day. Yep. Uh, she's obviously got divorced parents, and she's basically saying how oh, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. Her mother's actually not bad. She doesn't actually do anything wrong. But she's just mm. basic. The daughter, the main, the girl in the group, is basically just saying, oh, you know, I want to be a writer. I don't need a man in my life and all this. And then basically the rest of the film is all about how she gets two separate boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. And then we have our last uh, Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo character, who is who's obviously rich, and his parents are basically just having a go at him because he wants to create video games, and they're just like, you could do that as a hobby! You must be a computer scientist! And they're just basically having a go at him. So one of my notes here is, um, the mums are bitches. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of them in this story, sure. Yeah, maybe not the most uh, progressive uh, thinking writer behind this uh, show. Um, or they had some mother issues. And yeah, they were getting exactly. it out. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I found there was a really long time waiting for Tom Hanks to show up because it's like I know he's in here. This is the reason I'm I'm watching this. It's about ten uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just finally he arrives with a goddamn killer perm. Like that hair is <laughs> yes. is so fluffy. Like Young a, Tom like a, Hanks, beautiful. Yeah, it's like an Afro wig almost. It's it's uh, it's very interesting. And he had like uh, a thinner face back then, so it just looked bigger on top of his head. He's very young, very young. Um, and yeah, they go to a party, and it takes literally, as Lewis said, like one female, <laughs> one woman <laughs> to say, "Hey, let's, after he's just said, "No, I'm not playing D and D. I'm not playing D and D." The woman goes, "Come play D and D," and he's like, "Yeah, all right, if you're there." <laughs> like does a stupid little laugh. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, a good way to get in. And then my next note after that, um, they're in like a 
they're playing D and D. They've got their little combat map out, and they're all sitting gathered around in a room full of books. There's just loads and loads of books, just like all stacked up around them, mm. and about four hundred candles. <laughs> I've literally got the note here. Their game is a huge fucking fire hazard. Fire hazard. <laughs> and how long it would take to light all those candles? Let's play D and D. All right, give me half an hour. <laughs> just like yeah. playing around lighting all the candles. An absurd amount. <laughs> and they're all behind them as well, for, as I remember. There might be one or two on the table. So it's actually literally blocking them from looking at their sheets. <laughs> yeah, no, they, no, and even more impractically, they have like four four more candles uh, in the middle of the table. And it's like, but how are you supposed to play around the... You guys haven't <laughs> thought this through. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is... this. I know for a fact that the backing behind this film was to show that D&D, or Mazes and Monsters, is a bad thing for you, your families, your communities. It was. It was this film was apparently put together by people trying to get that message across. I really? mean, literally, it's about a man who plays D&D and loses yeah. his goddamn mind. So... Let's let's not let's not it try and suggest it definitely alluded to it. I, d- I didn't find it super anti D and D, but uh, I c- it's definitely like in the zeitgeist of the time. Yeah. Like, of do you know course. who? Do you know who is very anti D and D? The detective. <laughs> the detective yes. who's just like you haven't been playing that uh, mazes and monsters, have you? Demons and such. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not very Christian of yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Terrible, terrible policeman. Who's just like yeah. he's dead. So, yeah, we were skipping again. Tom Hanks goes <laughs> missing at some point. We'll get we'll, we'll get to that bit because I do have a few few notes in between there. Um, yeah, my next note is the music in this film yes, is fucking dreadful. That is my next note. I think yeah, it's almost like we've known each other for a while. Yeah, so I looked it up. Uh, so the beginning, the the title credits have this song, and it's awful. It's like a oh, so over the top romantic love ballad. I try and to th- I will remember you in days gone by. <laughs> like it's literally That's like that. in the podcast. That was beautiful. Um, but I was like, I was like, okay, I can I can deal with it in the credits. I'll just probably play on my phone. Let's be honest. Um, and I was like, good, I'm done with that. But no, no, no. <laughs> Later, after the many many candles, fire has. Oh, it's the um, it's the montage of. Uh, Tom Hanks falling in love with the woman, uh, essentially. But yeah, I looked it up. God. It's called the song is "Friends in This World" by Haggard Hardy. Friends um, in this world. <laughs> just, it goes on and on, and that's not the last time. It comes up again later, and it's like you didn't pay for any other licensing, did you? <laughs> just that one song. That no, that's fucking royalty free. If I've ever seen. <laughs> I goddamn hope so. No one should be paid for that. No, it was awful. <laughs> But I do, I do, you can in this film see hints that Tom Hanks is a very talented actor in a terrible film and he's at the start of his career. That there was, are that, a few yeah, moments. That, that, that's part of my next note was, my note word for word is sometimes we forget about the total shit our favourite actors have to go through. <laughs> I, I think I made that one when there was like a dream scene and it's like... He mentions earlier he has like bad nightmares thinking about his brother that went missing or something, and that kind of comes into it later. Yeah. Almost pointlessly, almost pointlessly, but it does. So he says he has bad dreams. So we have almost an immediate cut to him having a bad dream. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't forget that he said that. Um, and it's like someone driving, so that the, the, the shot is him like jogging on the spot essentially it looks like really badly jogging uh with like a fog machine on each side and looks like it's a car <laughs> driving away slowly from him and he's just like no please go back and i was like yeah i'm sorry tom 
You had to go through this. Um, but I guess it got you to where you are. But now he's rich and he collects typewriters, so he's happy. Mm. But um, I have a very important question for you on my next point here, Isaac. Okay. Um, it's <laughs> oh, God. Um, if you could, would you want to be a makeout champion? <laughs> because... Um... Because it's just such a tough thing, because this guy, Fred, from Scooby-Doo, <laughs> yeah. everyone just thinks he's such a great make-out champion, and he yeah. just wants to meet, well, just genuinely wants to meet a girl. He's too good-looking. He's complaining about being too good-looking, is, is what he was saying. Just, yes. God, God, I'm fucking sexy as shit. <laughs> I, w- I wish they would just know that I'm a nerd, but I'm just such a fucking make-out champion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's talking about this. With the child boy, who I, <laughs> which I can't, the hat boy, we'll call yes. him hat boy. Um, the child boy. <laughs> the child. He's like 16. He's like yeah. a few, he's like a couple years younger than them or whatever. But I just literally watched that bit and went, sorry, what? And had to rewind. It was just like, yeah, okay, good. He said, make out champion. <laughs> say make out champion. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, you're complaining about your looks. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. It, it must just be hard. But then, I, I, then my next note is Hat Guy is so depressed and mad. When, and yeah, I wrote, I wrote casually contemplating suicide. I think that we're, try, we're trying to say the same thing here. Yeah. But, yeah. Just, but he's like, he's not even like sitting there. Like nothing's happened other than his yeah. friends were like, we can't play tonight. Why don't we play tomorrow? Or yeah. Something? yeah it's, it's like <laughs> nothing bad has happened. Bearing in mind, they, they mention at one point they play two or three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is like, the guy has to wait like he's, an extra he's 24 hours. Gone two days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction to that is basically he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself in these caves." So I know what to do. So that you get to their next session that they're playing, and you know he has he has his plan. He's just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna throw my character in this game, which I'm not running. I am not the game master yeah. in this game. I'm just gonna lob him into a pit full of spikes, so he dies. And then just suggest my own new LARPing adventure. Yeah, a bit of a dick move. Yeah, utter dick move. I wrote down that it was shitty DMing because the, like, he uncovers he uncovers the trap or whatever and the character throws himself in. And it's it's Fred from Scooby-Doo that is like, well, that's game over then. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you're not even going to try? <laughs> well, what I find odd as well is they're just like, oh, he can just re-roll a new character, but it's going to take him ages to get up to our level. And it's just like, why don't you let him just, you know, an established... No, that's how it used to be. That's how it used to be. You, 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 you Went back up to level character. one. Yeah, that's, that's how D&D used to run. Like, you, you had your third level wizard and you had to go and play loads of games so you could get all the experience and you might end up with a bunch of other people. Anyway, that's how it used to be. Mm, um, sucks. Because, you know, I was around in the 70s and 80s, of course. Uh, I just feel like it. Um, yeah, terrible GMing. Yeah. Um, the next scene is so the hat man, hat boy, hat child boy, uh, <laughs> has the idea, the the light bulb moment of I'm going to make D and D real in the case. Mm, so we don't really know course. that yet. But one of the next scenes is him going to like a biology department and trying to like yes. get get a uh, skeleton. Um, mm. Yeah, as we know what he's going to do with it. But the uh, technicians teacher guy is, is very overprotective of the skeleton. I think he's, he gives it a name Basil. Basil, Basil the skeleton and he's like, what are you going to do with him? And he's like, oh, just like stuff 
wearing a stupid hat, obviously, as he yeah. would. And then he's like, all right, just take good care of him. And like puts his arm around the skeleton. This teacher like puts his arm around the skeleton like, oh, what are these kids going to get up to, Basil? And it's like, dude, leave Basil alone, man. <laughs> well, uh, what I enjoyed about that scene personally is how in front of this guy, that he's ba- that, you know, they're doing like a covert arrangement here. He's not actually allowed to take the skeleton away. But despite the fact that they're in a room with several other students in it, he loudly exclaims, I'll sneak it out this weekend. (laughs) And it's just like, why, why, why even bother? Why even bother like trying to pretend, like put them in like just a different room. You can pay less extras by, (laughs) by having less people in that scene and it makes more sense. It just have an office or something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Put them to the side. Um, Silly scene, but yeah, I just thought it was amusing how attached he was to Basil, the skeleton. Um, mm. Should we try and pick move this along to some of the later bits in the movie? So, as we've said, they this uh, hat child boy tries to... We should write down the names of characters. Um, <laughs> nah. Uh, wants to make D&D real in these caves, so they all... Whole party get dressed up as their characters, the LARPing aspect, mm-hmm. um, and go out in the like, early hours of the morning at the weekend to, to these caves... Uh, and they go in and Hat Child Man runs off um, to hide and essentially be like the voice of God, the, the DM in the cave. And they start walking around. Um, it's a bit fun at first. And I was like, maybe this is where like the fun stuff's going to happen. But then Tom Hanks has his panic attack. And mm-hmm. I will give them this. When the like, it's like a kind of minotaur monster kind of with glowing red eyes and like metal green skin. Terrible costume, but a little bit scary when it comes out. Like if you're in that cave and that a jump thing, scare. if you're in that cave and that thing came out like <laughs> like this huge fucking and you th- if you thought your mate had like engineered that, be yeah. like fucking hell, dude, that's amazing, and I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, oh my god, this film might actually get good, but no, I was disappointed. Literally from that moment on, I, I mean, when I that flash around the corner at that moment, I was thinking, okay, maybe the point of this game is that they've gone into the cave. And really hoping that there's going to be actual monsters there and they have Mm -hmm. to sort of embody their characters and actually kill monsters and then come out of the cave and it was like a magic or a wizard or something. That's what I Um, thought it was going to be when I suggested the movie, I'll be honest. Yeah, but unfortunately what actually happens from that moment is it just gets worse and worse and worse. That's Robbie's (laughs) descent into madness. So that's kind of, unless there's a, a, a... a, a big obvious note that you want to talk about let's just kind of summarize what happens to him uh he starts having more nightmares as he mentioned uh he because sees his, we should add in that he his brother like ran away on his birthday like when he was a child yeah. and he's never got in contact since and all this so and... he, see, he sees this god in his dreams um who said he's gonna like take him to his brother is that like his goal um no because he's it wouldn't be his brother because he's He's the character now, so it wouldn't... Anyway, he sees this god in his dreams who basically tells him to stop fucking his girlfriend. Um, so he breaks Because up. he's a religious man. Because he's, he's a holy man. Um, so yeah, he dumps his girlfriend because he can't have sex with her. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, keeps getting more and more crazy. Um, there's, I thought that was a good... When he finally does run away... Um, after the Halloween party. And there's a really nice scene when Fred from Scooby-Doo is, is looking for him. And remember, this is college, so the rooms, the single rooms that you got, you could barely fit a single bed in with a desk. There's yeah. nothing in there. Fred opens the door and he's like, Robbie? And there's no answer. He's like, Robbie? Robbie? <laughs> and it's like, dude, there's no one fucking there. Like, you can see 
There's no one there. <laughs> Stop it. Robbie! <laughs> no, he's gone, dude. He's gone. Well, we, are, we know that Fred clearly cares about him because the first thing that uh, he does once Robbie has disappeared... Um, I, th- I think there's a bit of a time lapse. I think it's meant to be like a month or so between like when he splits up with the girlfriend and when uh, mm. Tom Hanks actually disappears. Yeah. But, but Fred absolutely takes advantage of this and starts sleeping just, with yeah, the, with Tom Hanks's girlfriend. Leaps on the girlfriend. That's going to go down well in your D&D group, yeah. Good, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and then, you know, we have all the thing about, oh, where is he? They think he might be trapped in the cave. And then we get the call from him saying that he's in New York, but he's walking around in this, like, you know, he thinks he's his character. He thinks he's Pardieu. Um, yeah. And he stabs someone and then, like, goes underground into, like, the rail, yeah. the underground yeah, yeah, subway. Yeah, before we get down there, cause I, I want to talk about that bit. Uh, he stabs someone because he thinks that Minotaur monster is back. He's basically two, like, punks, very, like, over-the-top, like, leather jacket. Yeah. Uh, street bandits uh, trying, uh, trying to rob him. Uh, and that they kind of kind of deserve the stabbing. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, they're I muggers. I wouldn't be too sad about him being stabbed. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but Tom Hanks murders someone. Uh, oh, he just stabs him in the stomach. It's like a tiny little knife. He's probably fine. He's um, probably fine. And then yeah, loses his mind again and starts running. Right. Um, yeah. And, and there's this big. I don't know whether it's like a big plot point, but there's a plot point that like he's drawn a map uh, to. The two towers, yeah. um, which they're just like, oh, is this is this a is this a Lord of the Rings reference? When his friends are trying to find him and all this sort of thing, and then when they get to New York and they're literally standing in front of the twin towers, they go, oh yeah, it might be that. Yeah, we, yeah, but just before that, you mentioned uh, Robbie runs away and goes underground into like the the subway tunnels and, and like meets a the hermit. Yeah, that, I love that bit. So yeah, he 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 meets a guy and I'm like, oh my god, is it going to be his brother? Because you know that might tie some things in. No, they don't do that. Uh, but yeah, they meet uh, a, a crazy hobo down underground, and there's a really the a genuine laugh from from the movie uh, <laughs> uh, when uh, Robbie's like, my name is Padu, a holy man from the blah blah blah. Because he's fully in character. And the hermit goes, I'm the king of France! Like, what <laughs> And But Robbie just, in character, is just like, Your Majesty, <laughs> gets down on his knee. And I was like, That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But he, the, the hermit basically says not to go upstairs. And uh, Robbie thinks that there's a dragon because there's the train uh, yeah. rumbling backwards and forwards. Um, and I mean, it basically ends with him trying to. Jump off a building, jump off the twin towers, um, yeah. but his friends pull him back at the last minute. Uh, well, they, we... they don't physically pull him. They get a uh, hat boy goes up oh, to yeah. him and says, "I'm the game master. You cannot fly." And he's just like, "Game master?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm the game master." And he just goes, "Guys, what am I doing?" And that crying bit there, I'm just like, "That's classic Tom Hanks." How many times have you seen Tom Hanks crying in a film and he does that exactly? That's where he nailed it. Really? I wrote the opposite. I wrote, <laughs> not sure how Mr. Hanks got another acting job after that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I, sort of crying. No, no, no. I just think that it's it's hard to put it, but I feel like that's kind of like, you can see a lot of the like foundation of what he built on later, I think, in his performance. Mm. In this, it's a bad performance. It's a bad movie. But you can see that this is a person mm. learning his craft. What's his first lead role? So fair enough. Yeah, um, exactly. I did. I did write just before that note. Oh God, the song comes back. <laughs> so back to the ballad. Um, but yeah. So they save him. 
we do like a time jump later. The friends are going to visit him at home and the mum's like, yeah, he's doing really well. I don't blame you. She kind of brings that up a bit poignantly. I don't yeah. blame you, by the way. It's like, it sounds like you fucking blame me because you brought it up. <laughs> like, and also, if this is such a goddamn problem, like the girlfriend calls the mum. She has her number at one point in the film when they're looking for him. It makes it get across the... The idea in my head that, you know, that she, that this, this mother is aware that Tom Hanks has got a girlfriend and all this. And never at one point does she think to say, oh, by the way, don't let him play that game. Because <laughs> what we find out happens is during, because in the first film, at uh, the very, not first film, at the start of the film, there's like a, a police car pulling up and there's like a burning building and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just like, what the hell's all this? He basically went crazy and set his old school on fire, is what I gathered from this. <laughs> yeah. Because, because he played Mazes and Monsters and lost his goddamn mind. And at no point did anyone think to mention to his new classmates, his new friends, his new girlfriend, don't let him play Mother's Game! He set the last school he went to on fire because of this. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, they pull up, they talk to the mum, and they go and see him. The sad part is you think, oh, maybe he's doing better and he's healed. No, he's stuck in character. He is yeah. Purdue. Uh, he thinks he's in like a beautiful meadow. He's just in their garden. It's a nice garden, sure. Uh, he's wearing he's wearing the smallest tennis shorts you could possibly find on the rack. Um, and I just worried about how I would become him. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, it certainly made me cancel my game of D&D later this week. <laughs> it's like, whoa, but, whoa, whoa, it's getting too serious. But it's, like, the end of this film is so goddamn depressing. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's just like, okay, so his brother ran off when he was younger. No mention of him again. No, nope. that's never resolved. Yep. He loses his mind permanently because they say, and that's the last time we ever played the game with him. And I get the impression as well, the last time they ever goddamn saw him. I think they were just like, whoa. <laughs> Not going back to that house. <laughs> whoa. And then just leave. And also, there's so many hanging plot threads in this film. What happened to the hat boy? Did he end up killing himself as well? Or was he just, or was he just healed? Yeah, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's so uh, floppy or sloppy, mate. This, this is this so is the floppy. flop. This is the floppiest piece of shit. It was terrible. Ever it was, watched. It wasn't bad in like a fun way. It was just boring. Like a lot yeah. of it was really boring. <laughs> like there's there's a middle section when when Tom Hanks disappears, where it's just like I don't give a fuck about what any of this is doing. Like mm -hmm. it's so boring. Yeah, but. Yeah, Mazes and Monsters, everyone. Go check it out yourself Yay. if you didn't. Apparently it's a cult classic, but it was a f I had never heard of it before. And no, I'm no, 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 no. There's cult it's, classics. This is garbage. It's bad. It is total shit. Um, all right. I had, to, I had to watch it twice. You did. So we we have overrun massively, um, but it's let's not let's not try and let us let that constrain us. Um, NBS new and extended, right? Um, with with beta listeners now coming to you. Um, so we need to move into RPG stuff. Uh, Indeed. We should do... A, we, we ended mid-scene yes. last time. So let's try and cap this scene off. It might work with our extended runtime uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know what Lewis has planned. By planned, I just want to remind everyone this is completely unscripted. Whoever's in charge this week uh, will have a few notes of how the setup is and what might happen, but it's all uh, completely random and improvised. Um, 
to be entirely honest, because we were carrying on from a scene last week, I have planned literally nothing. 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 <laughs> um, so, do you want to? I'll I'll start. So this 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 week is the fantasy uh, RPG where uh, Lewis will be GMing. So I will be playing uh, Gary, the middle-aged warlock. Uh, and the last time the scenario Lewis gave me was I was sitting in my house reading the newspaper uh, and a party of adventurers, like a D&D group, essentially mm-hmm. barged in, uh, covered in arrows and wounds and stuff, clearly running from someone um, and asked for safe haven. Uh, so I took them down into my basement, except for one of them who stayed up to, to uh, keep an eye out. Uh, and I trapped them in some kind of soul-sucking fire circle, um, rather politely, I'll add, uh, uh, but not before they could blind me and convince me not to kill them. So they're stuck down there. I'm mm-hmm. blind. I've got my imp Petey Chimswimper uh, on my shoulders <laughs> doing a ratatouille to guide me around. Uh, and I've just left. I've just gone upstairs. They're still downstairs. And mm-hmm. as I got upstairs, uh, the guards have kicked in the door uh, and charged in. So, yeah. uh, Lewis, uh, over to you. Yeah, so um, the one that stayed upstairs, I believe, uh, we said, had grabbed a broom and started sweeping. Um, but there, w- there was a, like, not a really obvious, but little trail of blood leading up to the door. So they barge down, the door come in, and they just go, Right, so um, uh, we- we've been uh, after some individuals. Do you mind if we have a look around? Okay, so I want to quickly add in... Um, P.T. Chim Swumper on my head. Uh, he's an imp, and he's just as we've come up, and just as the door has slammed open with the guards, he's gone invisible. He's still holding me, so he's my face is like compressed slightly, where he's like holding on to my various <laughs> like bits a cat of skin over your head. Yeah, uh, and my eyes are blind, like they're just like cloudy, and I'm just like staring around. So I address the guards, but I'm looking in like the wrong direction. Um, oh, please, please don't slam any doors. The children are sleeping. Ah, ah, ah. I'm very flustered. Um, well, well, uh, that's that's very nice, but I'm falling into my voice on my character. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's very nice, but um, we need we need to have a look around. There's uh, there's 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 ruffians afoot. Ruffians in this in this neighbourhood? No, I purchased in such a good housing district. Um, is the maid here? I can hear her sweeping. Uh, literally the whole time she's just got this death stare at you just like uh, what, what is going on she's looking down to the basement door yeah she's uh, looking concerned she goes um I'm here master um would you just make sure the basement is tidy before um these lovely gentlemen go down and have a look uh c- certainly um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Leads the broom up against the wall, looks at you a bit funny, but walks down there. Because in her mind, she's just like, why are we leading them there? <laughs> yeah, okay, so she's going downstairs. Yeah, yeah, she goes downstairs. You know, I'm not going to make you roll for that. That's easy. Okay. Uh, yes, officers, please. Uh, the house is yours. But again, the noise. Keep it down. Okay. So they sort of barge past you, start moving the sofa, looking around. I'm guessing... Uh, what's your character's name? Gary. Um, it's not got well, not particularly lavish house, I'm guessing. No, I, I think like the opposite. Uh, it's it's almost impoverished. Yeah, but impoverished. He was he was definitely 
thinking that he bought in a nice housing district. He absolutely has not. I imagine there might be like some blood on the floor and some scrapes and stuff from these people that have barged into my house. Uh, any 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 word from downstairs? Um, not the ones which got put into the um into the containment ring. We're going to call yeah. it. They've heard people barged in. They don't want to get caught. Remember, they were running. No. Mm-hmm. Um. And the one that stayed upstairs, you know, grabbed the brush and sort of brushed over the the most of the blood. So it's not as obvious or anything, but they do look down, sort of wipe a finger on it, look very concerned up at you, and uh, go, "Well, um, what what's all this? What's all this? What's going on here?" Um. Okay. So I, I just um. Sorry, I have to describe it to you. I think I've got some dust in my eye or something. And telepathically, to mm. my imp. Because we have a bond, uh, I, I tell him to, don't worry about me. This is in our heads. Don't worry about me. Go and get Galvanax. Galvanax. Uh, go and get Galvanax. And he's like, oh, yes, sir. In, in our heads, obviously. He speaks like that in our heads, too. Uh, and he, he flies off invisibly. You don't even know where he's gone. Yeah. No. Okay, yeah, so uh, that happens. Just describe it to me, officers, please. It's, it's been a oof, my allergies. Is there anyone else in this building, sir? You said you mentioned children. Yeah, a couple of kids upstairs. Oh, they're such cherubs. Uh, and uh, the the maid that you just saw go downstairs all alone, down to the basement all alone. Right. And he sends sort of a couple people in. One of them heads upstairs. One of them heads downstairs. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, 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 please. Could you just... Uh, don't go upstairs. It's It's really really not a good idea to wake the children they they wake up qu- a little bit cranky um please just sir, if you could stay sir, here sir sir please we're doing our jobs here we're trying to protect the community now if you would please just sit down and let us do our jobs and we'll be out of your hair as quickly as possible no i must insist you will stay down here please yeah he just sort of laughs in your face and goes we're gonna do our job mate you just settle down Oh no! Oh no! Galvanax now! Uh, and the room just starts to heat up. Um, <laughs> as you hear stomping footsteps coming from uh, the stairway. Uh, you can... Pe- the, the guards are just starting to like grab at their tunics. Uh, you can almost smell like the dust in the room like burning off of various surfaces and the stomping footsteps uh, come Skin down. hard in here, so hard! <laughs> that, the theme tune's playing in the background. The, those bards, they really don't stay quiet. This is a residential area. Um, and uh, the guard on the stairs who was moving up is shaking and stepping backwards uh, as he sees who's coming down the stairs. Uh, it is a five, six-year-old boy in footsie pajamas uh, covered in lots of like very decorative dragons like stitched into him. But he's got horns. His eyes are literal <laughs> fire. Uh, and he's uh, just covered in like swirling tattoos and as his eyes gain uh, in uh, potency the the temperature of the room gets hotter and hotter and the guards are starting to really feel the burn what do they do? Uh, so the guards at this point are going to be sort of scrambling for the exit Um, they didn't shut the door I thought Thaumaturgy shut it I just like click my fingers and all the doors and all the shutters on the windows slam shut so the guy closest who was sort of the mouthpiece of the group he's just pulled out a little hatchet axe and he's slashing away at the door trying to break it down um the others are just basically clambering along the floor gasping for breath and trying to get towards the doorway um you wouldn't speed this up please a bit galvanax that would be wonderful 
that, but uh, I mean, they, he's the the heat intensified. The heat is on. Um, <laughs> Very musical tonight, Lewis. Thank you. Ah, uh, you know what can I say? I was a born showman. Um, but yeah, the um, they're trying to open the door, but now as well, if you sort of peek out the window, I mean, they're screaming loudly. These people. They're not the only guards that were running around. There's more outside, and they start trying to grab at the door handle and open it, and you can see one banging on the window trying to get in. Okay. So they can just see their companions there, and then this, like, fire-eyed demon child. <laughs> yeah. uh, once once the guards uh, in the room have been thoroughly um, cooked, uh, I think Galvanax probably his eyes might, might die down. Uh, and I, I run up and catch him as he falls. He, he's expended his energy. Uh, and I catch my, my son and I'm like, oh good boy, well done. Uh, that was really wonderful. Was that your first kill? Many a multi kill. Wonderful. Okay, I'll go and get your sister. And he, the, the boy. No, she's awake. And, oh, Inferna, come down. Inferna. Uh, my my, my half bat child uh, comes flying down my door. Which half? She's she's about three years old. Um, it's kind of half half all over, just a bit of fur here, some leathery wings, uh, and she just like flies down. It's and Morbius. Lands, lands, it's baby <laughs> Morbius. Lands on my arm and wraps her wings around me. It's quite a cute scene. I've got my kids, uh, and I'm like, should we go and find the maid? Uh, and we're gonna go downstairs together as a family. Okay, there's still banging on the outside. They've broken the glass, but when they sort of try and put their hands in, it's still hot in the room. So they're trying to almost air it out, but you can hear them hacking and slashing at the doorway. You've got maybe 30 seconds until they're in the building. Okay, so we get downstairs. What's the maid doing with her friends um, in, the, in the circle of fire? So she went down, was saw what had happened, um, saw them entrapped there, immediately tried to come back upstairs to uh, okay. assault you, but was blasted by the heat and the intensity so as you start walking down the stairs from a shadow sort of under it she's jumping around and she slashes at you with my kids on me Oof. yes Oof. and um, you're gonna have to try and make sure that you uh, can avoid it yeah, I, got around, I got away with a lot of stuff there oh yes I did we um, do a dice roll for this bit just to uh, make everyone know that we're not uh, just creating a story from nothing well, I think I quite like that, but I did roll a nine, which is a mixed success. Um, I think I maybe Ooh. avoid it by accident as I kind of uh, fall down the stairs. Just a little you slip. Do. They you, startle you do. me. You do, but unfortunately, it clips Inferno's wing. It takes off maybe the last quarter, just Ooh. like right through that batty bony bit along oh, the no. top. That's... Cuts off that bit, and it's sort of it's hanging by the sort of skin i guess it's skin under it but the bone is is cut through and it's hanging limp and she's wailing oh she is crying yeah it's like a like a bat screech um yeah and as i pick myself up dust myself off and my kids cleaning to clinging to me i'm kind of ignoring them but my face has just gone dark with anger uh the people behind me you can see as i just like close my fist uh and the uh fiery circle just shrinks around them until they're just crushed to dust and ash um, and I'm like oh you've made a grave error girl a grave error uh, and I'm going to uh, cast banishment on her send her to another realm my realm, Asmodeus's <laughs> realm my patron's realm, she's going to become my slave okay let's see if you can achieve it that's a 12 that's a 12? that's a, a double 6 
Okay. So... First success I think we've ever had. That is the, the first time we've had. Yeah, so um, I've, I've just powered up by consuming a bunch of souls behind me. Uh, and I'm just I'm just going to spread, move that power through my arm and just send her to a hell dimension. And I'll be like, see you later. I'm, I'm, I'll be right behind you. Just as the guards are like smashing in uh, around the, the room, which is finally starting to cool down. I get my kids, I cradle them up. And I'm like, it's okay. Asmodeus will take care of all of us. Uh, and I'll click away and vanish. Okay. That's uh, quite neatly tied up, that one. Um, future note for listeners here. Uh, that will be the first and last uh, one that we do, which is split across several sessions. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll try and do like one scenario in in the time frame. Um, yeah, but that's that's just teething problems. It's all good. Yeah, uh, there may be some established law or you know things like that which happen earlier on in the games as well. But they're not going to be a continuous story. They're Nothing just a important. continuous. Yeah, a continuous character. Yeah. But not a continuous story. Yes. Um, so we could we could jump to like a couple of years later where I've got a maid slave and uh, you know my kids are grown. It could be anything, but you know there might be little bits. The first thing in your mind that you want is a maid slash slave. Like, look, just call her a slave, or is it their outfit? She just cut my three year old's arm off. Essentially, <laughs> like, she's going to get some hellish punishment. Not happy. Not happy. Don't fuck with my kids, man. All right. Well, I think that was pretty good. Um, I think, I think we stuffed the butt pretty well. Um, mm. And uh, it's time to sign off, right? Do we need a good sign off? We need a good sign off, don't we? Ta-ra! Oh, the butt's full. <laughs> the, the, oh, the butt's full. It just cuts. But you are <laughs> jumping the gun very slightly. Okay. Um, oh yeah, we got some bits. We got some bits. Yeah, we've got some bits and bobs that we need to do. Number one, um, few things uh, being the day and age that we are in. Um, it's a couple um, sensitive subjects spoken tonight, maybe around uh, suicide prevention, uh, well, suicide and things like that. If we can, in the description, we'll chuck in a link for um, you know a suicide hotline, prevention, things like that. Get the help that you need. You know, don't end yeah. up being one of these people. You know, go out there. That's fair enough. We're talking in a you know a fun atmosphere, but it's not a fun thing. So no, uh, let's no. uh, remind people that that's uh, you know not we're not making fun of it. Is, no, is what we're just, saying. Just the stupid way that those goddamn morons yeah. showed it in that yeah. fucking yeah. film. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fair enough. Good point. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, next thing is uh, the next week's film. Yeah. Now, I'm ready. I thought I did mention I picked this probably uh, a little while ago. Um, it's uh, I did I did mention as well. It's one of uh, my favourite actors of twenty twenty one and twenty two. Very specific. Well, I think that's when I discovered him. Okay. Um, I think we needed a bit of a palate cleanser, a bit of cinema after that fucking turd that you that made me shocking. watch. So um, next week we'll be reviewing Netflix's The King. Okay. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Can um, you make me watch that again? Are you? I only watched yeah. it recently. Well, you should have made notes. It's a good fucking film. It is. It's a very good movie. And God, after that turd that you made me watch, I was just like, I want to watch a real film. I'm going to have to curb your enthusiasm next week, aren't I? Because you fucking love this movie and you're going to want to rant for hours. So I'm going to be here with a stick and I'm going to hit you every time you start talking too much. About just my feelings and how it like inspires me to be a better man. No, but you will. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. No, the problem is, is when we eventually, and I'm going to save this for a good moment. Oh god, but when I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm going to write this down on a piece of paper and I'm going to unfold it when you say it because I know what you're going to fucking say. 
One, what? two, three. Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You fucking say that. I love it. It's a great film. <laughs> I can't wait great for film. episode 500 when I'll allow you to do that. Uh, eventually, I'm just going to like record a, a whole episode myself, and I'll just do the movie review. <laughs> that could be some Patreon shit. Which brings me to my next, our next point. Yeah, The King. We're going to watch The King 2019, uh, directed. Um, is it jo- Joel Edgerton? I think Joel Edgerton. No, yeah, yeah. No, uh, David. I- David Mitchod? What I thought Joel Everton was pretty involved in this. Yeah, He's, yeah, he was he was a producer, he was one of the producer, writers. Producer, producer. Yeah, it's ba- it based off of the shape well, loosely based off of real life and the Shakespearean play. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good film. Um like and subscribe wherever you've got this podcast from. Please tell do your friends. Tell your friends, word of mouth important, leave comments, reviews, email us at nothingbutstuff at gmail.com. That's but with a double T, obviously. Um yeah, talk to us, and we'll, we'll maybe get you involved in the show somehow. You never know, but if yep. you know, if you if I find you interesting enough, if you make it, you know, past the triage, then sure. Maybe you've got a fight that you want to hear very quickly. Who we think would win? Movie suggestions, that kind of thing. Anything you want. Um, so yeah, get that stuff done. Uh, we've set up a Patreon, right, Lewis? You've set it up. Uh, I mean, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it exists. Is it just nothing but stuff? Patreon is that all you have to do to find it? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put a link we'll in make the sure description a below. Um, yeah. If not, then I will edit in here <laughs> where 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 to go to watch that. I'll, yeah. I can edit that in at a later point. That was um, a really bad sound mix of you just coming on really closely, like Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to have a layer or two in there. Maybe just a little bit of a chuck, chuck us a buck or two if uh, if you want to support, and uh, probably another one. Uh, I think where you can always get to vote on things, maybe maybe a day early. Maybe we'll so we'll release a day early on there. Early access, baby. You know, maybe you just can't wait to fill your butt up. Okay, um, I've got a new a new segment for the end, which can be our sign off. Do you want to know something? Some stupid stuff that my kid cried about. Oh, please. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can't take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't lift her trousers high enough in the car seat to see her freckle. Lost her fucking mind. Lost, <laughs> lost her fucking mind. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Let's go. Peace. Okay. Yeah. Peace. Uh, thanks very much. Is that sign off? <laughs> no. <laughs> We've been no. signing off for ten minutes now. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bing bong, bing bong, bing. Welcome to your mercifully shorter socials plug. It's just me, Isaac Harwood finally we're alone. Please do follow us on Instagram and Twitter at nbstuffpodcast. Feel free to say hi, but just remember who's in charge there, all right? And for all this laughter, it's only fair that you give us a sizable percentage of your wage. Find us on Patreon. That's patreon forward slash nothing but stuff. Two T's in the butt, of course. Thank you. Bye. Well, and I will remember you in days gone by.